Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And I have a special guest with me here on the State of the Saints podcast from NOLA.com. We have Saints reporter Amy Just. Hey, how you doing, Amy? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, thank you so much for taking the time out. I mean, I know this is an off day for the New Orleans Saints, so we really do appreciate it here in the Who That Nation and on the State of the Saints podcast that you uh, took the time out to talk Saints football with us. Oh, yeah. Once training camp starts, even though the players aren't practicing, it's all day, every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, we're going to talk about a little bit about uh, Saints football, but uh, there are some storylines that need to be addressed uh, on yesterday. Uh, we know that uh, linebacker Nigel Bradham, uh, the Saints got him uh, from the Philadelphia Eagles. He was actually cut uh, by the New Orleans Saints, and um, it, it raised a lot of eyebrows, not only in the Who That Nation, but uh, just across the NFL as a whole. So, Amy, the first question I have for you is, why did the Saints decide to uh, release uh, Nigel Branham? Yeah, um, coming into camp, the linebacker room was one of the positions that I had questions about, just because of all the injury history with everybody. But through the first week of camp, Actually, this is a deep position. Uh, Zach Bond running with the ones, uh, which that's always a good sign, right? So uh, Kat Terrell was actually the one who asked Sean about it yesterday um, after practice. And Sean was straight up about it. He's like, we like the depth of our young guys. And that's that. You know, when I went back and was, you know, going through my notes about rotations of players who were getting in there at the linebacker position during the 11s you really I didn't really notice him you know I was writing more down about Craig Robertson and Caden Ellis and Bond and yeah guys like that so he got buried and you know sometimes that happens yeah, I mean, Amy, you're not the only person I've seen uh, say that. I mean, I've seen it several times by other reporters on Twitter saying that, uh, you know, they didn't notice him. You know, they didn't they didn't notice him. It's not like he made like a, a you know, a play or a huge splash. And, uh, you know, that's probably one of the reasons why the Saints decided to, uh, you know, uh, cut him. I mean, when you have young guys and you have depth like the Saints have, uh, I mean, young uh, sideline to sideline type linebackers and guys that take advantage of the reps. And I also seen a story. Um, I don't know if this, uh, I don't know who actually uh, wrote this, but was it uh, something that Dennis Allen and linebacker uh, coach Mike Hodges didn't see out of him? I heard they say something like they were really trying to push him uh, to, you know, really show them something. So was there any validity behind that? Maybe like he, when he had the reps, he didn't take advantage of his uh, time on the field. Yeah, I wasn't in on uh, those interviews, so I'm not sure. Because uh, uh, when Sean Payton talks and uh, the players talk, those happen at the same time as right. when the defensive and offensive coaches are talking. So yeah. I, I don't know about that. But I will okay. say that when DeMario has been getting rest, Craig uh, mm-hmm. Robertson's been in there. And that is where I would have thought Nigel Bradham would be. Yeah, well, I mean, that, I mean, like you said, it's a plus. Uh, the Saints have so many young linebackers that can step up. I mean, Zach Bond, who I've heard been doing an outstanding job, you know, the fact that he actually running with the ones and you have to take into account no OTAs and no minicamp. That goes to show you, like, the type of player uh, the Saints think they have in him. 
Uh, but before we talk a little bit more about the linebackers, I got to uh, ask you about uh, John- Johnson Batamosi. Uh, he was mostly uh, on special teams everywhere he went from the New England Patriots. I think he spent some time with the Dolphins. Uh, he always uh, uh, did some great things on special teams, and the Saints were really relying on him uh, to actually fill a role on special teams. He came in uh, midseason, did a good job. But there is a, a, a void that is missing, um, you know, at the, in the cornerback room. So is there a possibility that the Saints can go out into free agency and maybe uh, sign another cornerback to replace Batamosi? Yeah, so you have to feel for him, right? He came in – so he found a niche on special teams when they brought him in midway through the year last year right. and then went on IR because he hurt his foot in practice – and then he started training camp on Pup, right. asked his physical, and then less than a week later, he's back on IR. Right. I don't know if it's a new injury or a re-aggravation of the old one, but you just feel for it. You just yeah, feel for you do. Yeah. Like, he was so excited to come back because he re-signed a one-year deal with the Saints in the offseason. Super excited to come back. Really looking forward to it. Man. You just feel, you just feel for him. Um, so the Saints, with releasing uh, Nigel Bradham and uh, putting Batamosi on IR, they've got two roster spots available. Um, maybe they sign some guys today. I'm I'm not sure, um, but the time of us recording this, they still have two roster spots. <laughs> um, they did bring two guys in for a, uh, a workout the other day. They were both DBs. I don't remember their names off the top of my head. Um, but based on that, it looks like they are uh, trying to bring somebody in uh, in that position. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, anytime you have a guy that's, uh, you know, willing to uh, play special teams and, and do it at a high level, I mean, this is a smart guy. I mean, Johnson Batamosi, I've been watching him since he played for the New England Patriots. And, I mean, he was one of those guys that was part of the cornerback rotation, and he did play on special teams. So he was a good find for the New Orleans Saints uh, to help out on special teams. So um, I'm, I'm hoping that they actually find somebody that can uh, replace the type of production I know Batamosi would have brung uh, this season. Uh, but back to the linebackers. Uh, we talked a, a little bit about Zach Vaughn. Uh, he's making a little bit of a transition. Uh, coming from the University of Wisconsin, he was a linebacker, but he, he mostly uh, played with his hand on the ground. It seems like the Saints are trying to uh, teach him, like, how, you know, how to stand up and be a linebacker, you know, more so than just blitzing the quarterback. So uh, how has he uh, been making the adjustment, in, in your opinion? And um, what are the coaching staff saying about him, you know, as far as his development is concerned? Yeah, you know, no OTAs, no minicamp obviously hurts the rookies, but so far so good. I mean, if they didn't trust him, he wouldn't be running with the lawns, no. right? So, of course, there's a learning curve with that. And, you know, he said the other day that he's working on everything because that's what the Saints expect out of their linebackers right. uh, to be able to do everything, mm-hmm. um, especially, you know, when uh, the Saints go into nickel. Right. You have to be reliable. Right. Uh, to be in whatever position that they ask of you. So, yes, it's a learning curve, but so far so good, at least yeah. from perspective. I mean, well, I'm just looking forward to seeing him. I mean, I, I think a lot of people in the Huda Nation don't realize, like, how how good he was at linebacker. And, I mean, I think according to Pro Football Focus, I, I've said this uh, several times, uh, he actually ranked higher than some of the, the, the linebackers that the, the Saints fans wanted, like uh, Kenneth Murray, who uh, now plays for the Chargers, 
and uh, Patrick Queen, I think, who plays for the Baltimore Ravens. So, I mean, mm -hmm. he ranked higher than those guys. So he is a smart player, and I'm looking forward to seeing what he does, uh, you know, at the linebacker position. Uh, but from one person that's, uh, you know, making a transition and uh, it, from, to another, and I'm talking Tommy Stevens, uh, the, the quarterback uh, out of Mississippi State, uh, you know, a lot of people thought that, you know, they thought since Taysom Hill uh, was going to possibly be the successor to Drew Brees, they brought some guy in with the same skim, similar skill set. However, they transitioned him from quarterback to tight end. So uh, how has he been developing uh, in that tight end role? You know, uh, he's only been playing that position, um, you know, full time, right, for like a couple weeks. So he's got a lot to learn. But as we, I asked Jared Cook about it, and he kind of laughed. He's like, it's, yeah, it's an adjustment, but he's got good hands, and that helps him. He just has to work on his blocking, which he hasn't been asked to do. So, of course, that's going to be an adjustment, right? Um, yeah. You know, it's it's tricky. You know, you want the that's another reason why you want those preseason games, right? right. You can actually get the game action doing those type of things. Yeah. Um, we'll yeah. see how it goes, but yeah, he's he's got a lot to learn. But if the Saints didn't think he could do it, they wouldn't put him in that position either. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they uh, really see the type of athlete that he is. Um. I didn't watch him that much at uh, Mississippi State, but I seen like in a few plays when he played at Penn State, I seen him in a game a couple of times. And I know he has like great athleticism. I seen him like scramble a couple of times. Uh, so, I mean, I know that he can do a lot of uh, great things. And I know the Saints feel like if they can get him uh, coast up, I know they feel like they have a, a diamond and a rough um, in Tommy Stevens. Uh, but let's go ahead and let's talk a little bit about the defense. Uh, the Saints seem to uh, – be clicking, uh, especially in the secondary. Um, every report that I've, I've read from you all has, has been talking about how the defense has been getting the best of the offense uh, throughout the training camp so far. So um, what is it uh, that's different from, you know, from your perspective uh, is different about the, you know, the Saints defense uh, going into this training camp? Is it Malcolm Jenkins or is it maybe something else about the defense, uh, you know, hearing the scrutiny maybe, about you know get them giving up big plays and and crucial parts of the game. Uh, wh what is your take on that? Well, naturally, adding Malcolm Jenkins helps, right? Yeah. You know, he's a veteran, two Super Bowls. He knows what he's doing. He's a leader, and that just that just helps, right? And then you have uh, Janoris Jackrabbit Jenkins, right. who I can't stop watching. Every time I'm out there, my eyes just naturally gravitate to him. He's yeah always involved uh, and doing some really good things. I think it helps the Saints that he was here for the, the latter part of last season, right. uh, just giving him more time with uh, chemistry and on the field stuff. Right. But man, that's going to be one tough duo at right. with uh, Marshawn and JJ. It's right. ooh -wee. that's going to be right. fun. <laughs> um, and then, you know, CD Deuce, uh, formerly known as Chauncey or CJ Gardner Johnson. Um, right. We're older now, right? right. right. So that also helps. Uh, you know, PJ, uh, getting that experience um, at safety when the Saints had, you know, three injured linebackers, or not linebackers, uh, injured defensive backs last year, right. Right. that helps him. Because uh, he hadn't played safety in like 10 years. And right. now we're asking him to do some of that. Um, so that helps, you know, just being more versatile. 
you know, markedly year older. Uh, you know, everybody just looks good. Uh, and then um, Justin Hardy, like he's looking good too. Um, he said for years that he's, you know, he doesn't want to just be a special teams guy. He wants to be a cornerback. He wants to be involved in the DB room. And, you know, even though he's been in the league for a few years, like he's showing promise through. Right. So that's always good to see. Um, yeah. But yeah, they're, they look deep because they are deep. And yeah. that that's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, they, they really look good on paper as far as, you know, like the, the, the talent that they actually have. And um, I think you hit the nail on the head, in my opinion. Also, uh, I think Malcolm Jenkins, I think he he helps uh, the secondary tremendously because, I mean, like you said, he's a seasoned veteran. I mean, he's seen it all. He's done it all. And he can also uh, put those uh, younger guys in position, uh, you know, that they that they can make plays. And, uh, you know, I, I, I said this on, on several occasions as well. I feel like P.J. Williams moving to safety was the best decision that he could have made for his career. You know, like he's a good nickel corner, but I, I really feel like sometimes, like, you know, if he's going up against some of those uh, those faster slot receivers, I mean, they can get the best of him. So him playing in the safety role, I think he's above average tackler. I know he's uh, better. He's probably like the top three tackler, I guess, among in that secondary. Uh, now so I think that that is going to uh, help him tremendously I'm looking forward to seeing what the secondary uh, can actually do this season Uh, let's talk about uh, the defensive line Uh, there's uh, been uh, injuries um, that have been a part of the the defense for the last couple of seasons we know about Sheldon Rankins and uh, Marcus Davenport Uh, I've been hearing good things about both of those guys in in camp Uh, what's different about Marcus Davenport that you've seen uh from his rookie year in training camp up to going into what is third season now. And what about Sheldon Rankins as well? What is your opinion on those two guys? Yeah. So I covered LSU um, during uh, Mark Davenport's rookie year. So I was a little busy uh, watching other people, but he looks good. You know, he, from all accounts, he's a hundred percent ready to go. Um, as for Sheldon, he talked like at length the other day about his injury, which usually guys don't do, but Sheldon's just an open book uh, about different things. And so he had um, some medical disorder. The name of it is escaping me. Haglins, maybe. I'm not sure. Um, to where you get bone spurs on the backs of your heels to where it pulls the Achilles away from yeah right gross um so we discovered that when he tore his achilles the first the first time he tore his achilles um and they were like yeah this is probably on your other foot too and as the season went on last year you know he could feel it progressively getting worse to the point where in week 14 against uh, the 49ers, I can't do this anymore. Like with every step he took, with every explosion he tried to take, he felt like his Achilles was about to rip. And so got that fixed. Um, He said, you know, he hasn't done a ton of research into it, but he believes that this is over now since it's been fixed on both feet, which that's amazing. You know, you forget sometimes just how much pain these guys go through. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when he was describing that in 
vivid detail the other day. I'm just sitting there like holding my feet. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm holding mine right now. I mean, it's, ugh, ugh. but uh, I mean, just the fact that this guy has uh, been through uh, so many things over the last couple of uh, seasons, I think a lot of people forget how dominant he can be. Uh, there was a there was a stretch, Amy, that you can arguably say he probably was like the third uh, best uh, defensive tackle in all of football. I mean, you got to give respect to Aaron Donald and Fletcher Cox out in Philadelphia, but he was right up there with those guys. I think he had like eight sacks. I'm talking about the 2018 season, uh, mm-hmm. right before he uh, tore his Achilles in that divisional round game against the Eagles. So I think a lot of people, you know, they, they tend to forget, you know, how, how dominant he can be when he is healthy. And, uh, you know, a lot of people have been uh, asking about, you know, uh, Davion Clowney uh, possibly being signed by the New Orleans Saints, uh, I guess because of the injury uh, history so far with Marcus Davenport. Uh, in your honest opinion, do you think that the Saints actually need to go out in free agency and maybe pursue a guy like Davion Clowney? Or do you think they'll be OK with, with the rotation that they have right now? Do they need to? No, but did the 49ers need to sign like six different amazing defensive ends? No, but they did anyway. Yeah. So it's 2020. Nothing surprises me anymore. If they do it, yeah, okay, good for them. Uh, but if they don't, <laughs> that won't surprise me either. Like, I know that's a cop out answer, but. Uh, yeah. being honest <laughs> i mean i mean i get it amy you know but me i, I just uh I, I just don't get it i, I just don't look i look at david clown completely differently from other people you know i think a lot of people look at david clown being that dominant force he was at south carolina and he was the first pick overall back in 2014 and i guess you know that kind of stuck with him i mean i look at a guy who never had double digit sacks uh i mean he played on the opposite side of jj white I mean, come on, like you can't get double digit sacks over a guy that's probably getting triple team. Like, I mean, that, that says a lot to me. And I feel like Marcus Davenport, I, I feel like sometimes we in a who that nation. I mean, we, we don't have the patience sometimes, you know, and I think this guy has all the tools, like all the tools to be successful. I mean, he even said it himself. I mean, I heard him say in the interview, he said he wants to be better than Cam Jordan. And for the last couple of years, I mean, if you, you put his stats up against Cam Jordan at, in the first two years, his is better. So I think that we just need to give him an opportunity to grow. And I mean, I think he gained like 20 pounds, you know, I mean, he's, he's bigger. He looks more uh, physical. Um, you know, he, they're saying he's looking more explosive. So I'm not, I'm, I don't think that it's such a big issue to, for the saints to have to go out and possibly get someone, like you said, I mean, it, everybody's, you know, trying to uh, put themselves in the best position to win. However, uh, I think that the saints should be okay with what they have. I mean, those guys were doing pretty good for those first uh, five weeks when Drew Brees was out. So, I mean, those were the same guys that were uh, in the top 10 in defense in the absence of uh, arguably the greatest quarterback of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's talk about the quarterbacks. So the last question um, that I want to ask you is about the quarterback position. Uh, Jameis Winston, he comes over from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, throw, threw for over 5,000 yards last season, 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. I mean, we, we heard all the things about Jameis Winston. We know what he can do uh him coming into the saints uh organization um i mean he's saying the right things to me he's doing the right things but uh as far as practice is concerned how is he uh making the adjustment coming into a brand new offense and uh, just a a different atmosphere yeah like you said it's an adjustment right but Mm -hmm. he looks at home you know he 
is meshing with the guys. You never know how that's going to go when you get a division rival as your teammate now. Right, but right. they all look to be gelling. Right. You know, they're laughing with each other, you know, coaching each other up. It's right. actually kind of cool to see. But yeah. again, it's an adjustment. He's got to learn some things. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like you said, he threw for 5,000 yards last year. Yeah. yeah. He threw 30 interceptions too. But yeah. <laughs> I can't but, forget that. I can't forget that. No, but <laughs> you know, like he said when he signed, like this is New Orleans is like the Harvard of quarterback rooms. So yeah. if you can't learn something here, yeah, it's gonna be hard. It'll be hard for him to learn anywhere else. You know, I think about with Jameis Winston too. I think sometimes he doesn't get a fair shake as far as uh, you know, with the you know, the media is concerned sometimes, you know, I think that a lot of people, they look at him and they look at his position. He was another first pick overall 2015, but I don't think Jameis ever had a running game. I don't think he ever had anything that can complement, you know, his skill set. I think with the Saints, I mean, you have people like Alvin Kamara, uh, you have uh, Latavius Murray. I mean, you have uh, Ty Montgomery, who, who I, I hear is doing an outstanding job in, in training camp. I mean, you finally got a combination of, you know, a mixture of running and a pass, and you got, you know, weapons that could, uh, you know, really complement uh, your skills. And also, you, like I said, you have the, arguably the greatest quarterback of all time <laughs> as your mentor now. So um, I think that it, it can help out uh, Jameis Winston. Uh, but let's talk about Taysom Hill. Um, Taysom Hill, uh, congratulations to him. I mean, having his first child, him and his wife. And, you know, he went back to practice and uh, Sean Payton even cracked the joke. He said he don't know who had the baby it was his wife or him uh he said he had to clean some things up but um but overall uh how has Taysom Hill uh been in training camp so far what have you seen from him he's looked good um he's getting those you know number two reps uh behind Drew at least for now Mm -hmm. um he looks good you know he hasn't been super involved yet um at you know wide receiver tight end insert position here um so is that indicative of what they plan to do with him? I don't know. Does he need to practice at wide receiver? He does a pretty good job. Um, so we'll see how that ends up working out. But so far, so good. Again, um, you know, he didn't get, at least in my recollection, it's been a long year. Um, he didn't get as many reps at QB last year. Um right. This year, at least in my recollection, I could be a little off because um, he was the number three behind Teddy Bridgewater, so they had him more in for things. Right. Um, but yeah, so we'll see if they want to get him more involved in other aspects of the offense uh, later in training camp. But he's making so, the most of it. So, you know, Amy, so Amy, he hasn't he hasn't uh, played at any other position other than quarterback this this entire training camp. Not on offense, no. Wow. I mean, that's, that's – not like, Now, again, we don't go to every practice, right? We don't go right. to – because they've got walkthroughs and stuff. So maybe right. they're just right. closed doors there. But while we've been there, no. It's just been quarterback stuff. Wow. Uh, uh, this is the final question. Who is somebody that you're looking forward to seeing this 2020 season? Who's, who's somebody that you are looking at uh, to possibly, you know, turn a corner or somebody that you're going to really be looking out for? Yeah, well, the thing that I've been paying attention to the most is the offensive line. Um, I want to see, you know, who's actually the center, right? Right. Um, 
And then when Pete gets back from his broken thumb, mm-hmm. how – so he – we haven't talked to him yet because he's been hurt. But I want to know how much weight he's lost. And then I want to know, you know, as the season progresses, how is that going to help him? You know, when he's working off to the side on stuff, he looks faster. He looks better. So I want to know how much him slimming down uh, will help him continue to you know, get better. I know Saints fans aren't the biggest fan of his. Uh, uh, not, but, not at all. Not at all, Amy. <laughs> I, uh, I, you know, my early theory is that it's going to help him. Now, uh, getting hurt again doesn't help him. But, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's one thing I'm interested in. Yeah. Yeah, I think the offensive line is a is a, a huge storyline. It's probably one of the, the biggest uh, question marks on the team, like you said, between Cesar Ruiz and Eric McCoy, uh, and also with Andrews Pete. You know, I mean, Andrews Pete does some good things. I think he's really good when it comes to the screen game. But there are times where I, I, I hear this. I mean, as far as, like, people, like, inboxing me or sending me comments, they talk about uh, his physicality on offense offensive line. So, uh, I would like to see him like step it up just a tad bit in that regard, but I'm not going to say that he's a bad offensive lineman. I mean, this is a guy I've been watching since he was at Stanford. He played left tackle and he did a really good job. And that's one of the reasons why he was a top 15 pick when he came out of Stanford. The Saints uh, really uh, believe in this guy. I mean, not going to sign this guy to a five year deal if you didn't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but uh, Amy, thank you so much uh, for your time. Uh, we're looking forward to uh, hearing some of your uh Phenomenal questions uh, that you asked to uh, the players, oh. and also, some, <laughs> and also some of the articles uh, that you write as well. You know, being a, a staff writer for NOLA.com, we really do appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, I wrote about Eric McCoy just today. So, uh-huh. um, uh, spoiler: he does not care where he plays. <laughs> and, and also, one more one more thing too. Uh, let everybody know how they can get in touch with you, and you know, and how Ooh. they can find some of your articles. Yeah, so I tweet everything out uh, on my Twitter. Uh, that's at A underscore just, but I spell my name a little weird. It's been on the ticker at the bottom, but it's Amy, A-M-I-E uh, underscore J-U-S-T, like the word. Yeah. Okay. All right, so y'all make sure that you follow on Twitter and also uh, read the articles on NOLA.com. This is the State of the Saints podcast. Once again, Miss Amy Just. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. All right.